This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got on a client Zoom call this morning. And you know, and everyone listening will know the most overused thing on Zoom client calls is when you go, hey, how's it going? Or how you doing? And you go, living the dream. Like, yeah. Can, can someone say something different or better? Well, you're the asshole that asked. Sorry. Well, but I got on, you know, with one of my clients this morning. I said, hey, how's it going? He goes, I woke up with the grass under my feet and not above my head. How could I complain about anything at all? And one, I was like, Damn, a new one finally. And two, I was like, God damn, that's good. I'm stealing that and putting it on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, the number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin and Raleigh. Can we play a quick game? Yes. I know you're you're going to say something too. Um, Raleigh, do we have our starting quarterback? No. Do we have our starting running back? No. Do we have our starting left tackle? Which one? Our no. starting left tackle? No. Do we have our backup left tackle? No. Or, I'm sorry, do we have our starting right tackle? No. Do we have our starting safeties? Nope. Are we missing people from our D-line? Oh, yeah. Are we missing our kick returner? Yep. How in Christ's name is this team 8-5? and five? I know. I, it, people that are on Twitter are just, obviously, if you're just following the news, it got the point where I just couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. It's in, the, uh, in two days, we got like eight guys went to IR. And with five games left, or four, excuse me, four games left, that's it. Unless we go to the playoffs, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. We got the uh, candle of destiny lit again. Dude, I, I was thinking about this this morning. So years past, and also this year, we, we've told you guys, if you're new here, our game plan is we record on Wednesdays. Because traditionally we record on Wednesdays. Tuesday or Wednesdays. Because if the Browns lose, we don't want to think about the Browns on Monday. We probably are inching back a little bit on Tuesday. And, and because we would say things we regret. Yeah. Like, and the hot takes would be too hot. It's like you're miserable. We're miserable. We're not going to get you unmiserable by recording on a Tuesday or a Monday with the Cleveland Browns football team. Wish I might closer to you. Thank you. How's that? Perfect. Um, but then this year. Some of the worst news that's come to us, even after a victory Monday, it's always on a Wednesday. Like, I... Because that's when Coach Cub speaks for the first time. That's when the injuries come out on Wednesday. Yeah, and it's just been so devastating this year. I can't remember a year like it, and I don't want to, but this this week they announced uh, two guys on IR one day. That was, like, Tuesday, right? It was announced to some degree. And then two more on Wednesday. Key player, like Grant Delpit. This is, it's so Browns. He's a safety that was drafted in the first by the Browns. No, the top of the second a couple of years ago, 2019, 2020, whatever it was. Missed his rookie year. Missed his rookie year. Started playing well last year towards the end and was looking great this year. Signs a three-year, $36 million extension. 
immediately gets knocked out. And now he's on IR. He might be back if they, again, knock on wood, make the playoffs. But the whole point I was making is, what the hell? Like, Deshaun Watson news, when that happened... That was like the lowest. Was over. That was like was over. the lowest I've ever been as a Browns fan. It's like after the best win we've had in the regular season in 20 years, like it's insane. And so yeah, now we have to give it this Thursday night buffer where we're like, okay, are they going to hit us with any more injuries? And can we get over our depression? But 22 yeah. starters, right, on both sides of the ball, not counting special team starters. We have what nine or ten of them are on IR right now. It's just absurd. Let me, I want people to realize, because I've been thinking about this a lot this week. This, and I got, hats off to Stefanski, to Schwartz, to AB, to everyone. Hate on them all you want and say the play calling, blah, 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 play armchair quarterback. Lord knows we've both done it on this podcast too plenty of times. But the fact that you hear him in the press conference this week, they're like, hey man, at what point is enough's enough? He's like, we don't look at it like that. It's next man up. And you think it's coach speak? Then you hear Martin Emerson getting interviewed or other guys in the locker room. And they're like, let's go next week. Next man up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There's no complacency right now. Brown's teams have passed. Not the last few years, just like historically, you know, those those seasons that we're not going to talk about. You lose all these guys. We would be three and ten right now at best. And after signing Deshaun to that contract and the injuries and the this would have been this could have been. A season of hell like we've never fathomed. Believe it or not, hard to imagine. That's why it's so incredible that we're eight and five, and it's such a testament to the coaching staff and the players who are like, we're not going to take this sitting down. Let's go. Let's roll, baby. Roll the balls out. Let's go. We're eight and five. It's incredible when you look at it, and we're not even the most injured team in the league. Everyone's hurt this time of year. We're not nothing special. But for the love of God, we're out like half of our starters. <laughs> what do you mean we're not the most? Uh- Somebody was pointing this out. There is a stat on when you take the, the the injured players or the out of out for the year players and their corresponding salary, meaning okay, the starters they make a lot, quarterbacks obviously make a lot. It's the Browns by a ton, and, and it's not special teams. It's yeah, there's like Houston has 16 guys on yeah. it. Like these are bona fide starters and great backups true so these when, are when like our comes, starters on so IR. you said we're not the most hurt in the league technically no but when it comes to salary cap it's starters by a lot there was if there was a discussion about miles not playing a couple weeks ago and obviously he played but they were talking on the radio on espn cleveland and i fell out of my chair because with denzel ward and deshaun already out had miles also not played that week Three players that would have been sixty percent of our cap would have not been playing in that game. <laughs> That's insane. Anyway, hey, we got to give props. Uh, big win against Jacksonville. Again, oh I don't care if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Could be ugly wins. Most likely, especially this time of year, this division, the weather. I don't care. We won thirty-one to twenty-seven. I don't care. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is injured hobbling. Nah. He wasn't even hobbling. Nah. It's it's if you play, you take it. Yeah. We it, won. And it was a hell of a game. It was one of those where, of course, there was never any uh real chill moments. Um, but God, that thing just would not end. It I also don't want to call it an ugly one, not to split hairs blatantly. There were ugly moments, but they 
the Browns basically spotted the Jags like 14 points off of turnovers that were more unfortunate than like egregious errors. Like a, we are dead in the water like, if we don't fix that turnover problem and the penalties. Like now, yeah, no, no, I, I hear we you. control our destiny for the playoffs right now. True. But if we don't fix those two things, it doesn't matter if we're the greatest team of all time. Yeah. We can't. We cannot keep that up. And they know that. They know that. But that game should have been an ass beating in our favor. Our Mm -hmm. defense was dominating them. Uh, And not to be blatantly biased, as I was rewatching it, our turnover or the turnovers that they took away from us, I'm like, you lucky pieces, like you guys are lucky pieces of shit. When we got a turnover, I'm like, that is such a grinding move. Like you, you're so badass for that. Shout out to Martin Emerson, two picks, and Greg Newsom got his second pick of the career. Yep. And those guys really stepped up. Everyone was freaking out about the lack of Ward, and yeah, we lost like five players that game, but they do not stop fighting, and that was a huge win. Deshaun Watson is our franchise quarterback. Full stop. Right. When Deshaun's playing, we're rooting our asses off for Deshaun. Yes. There's this portion of this fan base, a lot of people on Twitter, um, who think that if you talk or praise Joe Flacco, it means like you're anti-Deshaun. No. Right now, Deshaun's not on the team, so that's why we're not talking about Deshaun. There's two different things here, okay? Holy Flacco. Flacco fever is real, man. And I realize I never noticed how good he was. I mean, I I knew he was good. Yeah, I knew he was good, but I never really cared – I, I hate the Ravens. I hate I'm not watching them unless the Browns are playing them. So I never really appreciated that arm he's got. My God, he's what six six, a rocket arm. He and you know what? And I'm not saying they don't love Deshaun, because again, people are always like, Who you this team loves Flacco. These players love Flacco. He is as cool as a cucumber, no matter what the situation of the game is. He doesn't even sweat when he's out there in terms of being scared, not because he's not working. He's been such a calming presence, and as Coach Greg Williams, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, shout out us, shout out you, it was an amazing sign. Yeah, that was good con. And good, people keep saying, oh, he's 38, he's over the hill. What are you talking about? 38 over the hill, sure, but let's not forget, he's fresh as hell. Every other quarterback in the league is beat up right now, as is every player. Flacco came in. He's healthy as hell for the stretch run. Let's go. I'll take that all day. Yeah. Again, stay healthy, stay hot, do whatever you're doing. Pray him coaching staff, pray hard. Cause I don't know who the hell is going to be protecting him, but uh, dude, it's, I agree The Deshaun bashing from Flacco. I don't really agree with it. I don't condone it. It's just like, Hey, be happy for one guy. It doesn't mean you have to trash the other guy, but before Flacco's first game, I was reflecting on the lack of fluidity with our offense all year, and people were like, yeah, that's because there's been so many quarterbacks. Deshaun, he had some games where he looked awesome, but they were always like, there was never a drive where it's like, we are scoring a mother effing touchdown like right now because this guy can't miss or whatever. Maybe a couple. But maybe, yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe a couple. But when Flacco went in, uh, even starting in that Denver game, or excuse me, not Denver game, the Rams game, you're like, that just looked smooth. Like he hit guys in stride. Like when is the last time a Browns quarterback hit a guy in stride? Speaking of which, again, it never fails. Even when we're having the best moments ever, we still Browns ourselves because every one of those touchdown passes were beautiful. 
and they were also like 30 plus yards. Haven't done that since like 1980 with Brian Stipe was the last time a Browns quarterback threw like three for more than 20, 30 yards, which is outrageous. 300 yard game. Insane. 300 yard, two touchdown games. There's also this stat, knock on wood, because I will be damned if I just, something bad happens, but Joe Flacco is one pass short of Kenny Pickett's touchdowns (laughs) thrown this year. Kenny Pickett has thrown six touchdown passes. Flacco hit five in two games. And That's it's so like, good. That is amazing. And again, he's a veteran quarterback. He's played, what, 16 plus years. These veteran guys know how to spread the ball around. Najoku's getting it. Yeah. Moore's getting it. Oh. Cooper and him are a great match. People are getting involved. He's spreading the ball around. Uh, how about that David Bell touchdown? How many times did we have the opposite of that last year? Yeah. There's, I mean, there was a defender within a mile. We never have those kinds of touchdowns where it was a broken defense. Like somebody, I could have made that. Touchdown. Him and Flacco both had the most perfect read. And that was just a textbook. Get to the line, read the D, see what's going on. And David Bell played it perfectly. Flacco saw it perfectly. Oh, it was beautiful. We are in the, we are in the now, but I am. Deshaun is the guy that they're going to go with. And any talk, oh, I'm not saying I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just clarifying that for the audience because people, oh, wait, let's just do Flacco the whole time. It's like, no, they're not going to. Even if it was the right move, they're not going to because you are a quarter of a billion dollars invested into him. But I do hope he makes, like, learns as much as he can from Flacco or something because the Williams father and son coaching duo, they were talking about how cerebral, how smart he is and how dedicated he is to learning. I'm like, and they might have said it on or off the air that Deshaun, maybe not that guy as much. Um, no, you, you it got to become that when guy. You're, when you have what, you, what, what they were saying, and they said it on the episode, is that, and it's nothing, not that Deshaun doesn't, it's Flacco's been doing this for 15, 16 years. He has the cachet and the ability to just look, and not that, again, not that Deshaun can't, but Flacco can look and be like, this is what we're going to run. This is what we're not going to run. Like, this is what I'm very comfortable with. And clearly it's working. Have you ever seen Stefanski so happy? Uh, no. In his four seasons, when he ran down the sideline with David Bell scored, he was like us at the bar. Yeah. Running around like lunatics. Oh. So the the whole point there is somehow we're eight and five. Somehow Stefanski's more excited than he's ever been in his life with that play, despite all these injuries and BS that's going on. And now we got the Bears coming to town. Yeah. Uh, and before we're, we're going to bring on uh, Dr. Uncle Buddy soon next. I don't know. We have guests. We have a lot of injuries to talk up. through. Uh, I got to ask, is this on the, is there somebody to blame for this? For what? Amount of injuries at this point. Like uh, I was texting somebody who very not may or may not be a coach or in tune with the organization saying they don't have the best strength and conditioning team. And there could be some of the blame on that. I'm like, I really thought we invested a lot more into that. I really thought that I know the Haslam's are always trying to invest and add more shit in that facility. But and look, we're not going to play armchair doctor. This could, there's a whole fluke of things. There's a lot of bizarre injuries. I mean, look at Chubbs wasn't because of, you know, a lack yeah. of conditioning. Um, Deshaun was, was playing with his arm falling off his shoulder but I mean, it's it's fair to for again, we're not we're asking because we're not educated like a doctor or a medical person. Like, what are other teams with lesser injuries doing with their training staffs and programs and regiments that maybe we aren't? I don't know. 
It's a fair question, is yeah. it not? Yeah, yeah, personally, I would just... We're not saying it's their fault. We're allowed to ask. But also, if I'm the GM or the owner, I'm probably going to fire them all because <laughs> you're not going to be in the newspaper for it or say, make a compelling argument of why I shouldn't fire you all. And then even if they made a pretty good argument, probably fire them all anyway to say, hey, my hand is clean of this and we have ruled out those guys who are easily replaceable as the problem best of luck to all of them but i was looking them up online some of them looked like nerds it's like oh bob the that's who i want the the sports science stat i'm like oh what science did you bring to that i want like a nerd mixed with the coach mike Vrabel is all of our trainers yeah but or, or like a, a mix of both how about the bears coming to town have a total of two players on ir but and again, we don't celebrate injuries here or ever wish for them. <laughs> We're about They're, to. One of their star pass rushers, Ningike, Unique Ningake. I'm going to screw that up. I'll learn it by the time I do the uh, pregame episode tomorrow. But one of their star pass rushers, he's out for the year. So I've been saying this kind of privately in text to, to you guys and whatnot. I've been calling this a trap game for weeks. I am... Somehow, despite more injuries than we've ever had, especially the last few days, my confidence has shot through the roof the last few days, knock on wood. Um, I was calling this a trap game. The Bears are hot right now. They're five and eight. They've won like three of their last four. Um, you know, coach is playing for his job. Fields is playing for a contract either here or somewhere else. It's, it could be a hell of a game. I hope it's not, but it could be an old-fashioned Midwest beatdown, real physical game, uh, because their defense is not like a top-five defense in the league since they <laughs> traded for, uh, what's his name from the Commanders, uh, Montez. He's been killing it for him, signed a new contract. Everflu, when Everflues took over the defensive coordinator position back in October, you know that's been turned around. These guys are... Again, they're not going to the playoffs. They're five and eight unless they win out. Which they, they're not going to. They're they not going to win out. They have a shot at making. They're not the going to win out. Not going to win. They're playing obviously for this coach and each other. Like they're a fired up team right now, and they know what they're walking into. I think that's going to fire them even more. But with what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I've never been more confident in this offense in a very long time. A very long time. They just crushed Detroit. The Bears did like that. I picked that as my upset of the week. Props to me. Wow. It was time. Are you rich? I didn't bet. I just put in the. I oh. just said this is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. Wait on the on the five minute thing. No, I was just talking to people, and then this is a dumb story. But people uh -huh. are like who's gonna who are the upsets or I think it was on a, like a work Slack channel. <laughs> oh, I'm nice. taking the Bears against the Lions, baby. Nice. I'm proud of you. Thank and you. hopefully, it's it's common that teams after a huge win they lay an egg. So hopefully the Bears lay an egg like they're satisfied with that lions win and the browns just rip their dicks look off. we could lose 31 to nothing <laughs> yeah knock on wood but i'm just prefacing what i'm about to say the bears are awful yeah they're awful so and again it's nfl any given sunday but they're rallying they're hungry they are a very very hungry team right they're now hungry bears kevin uh it's kind of this is the mentality i'm going to try to adopt just because it's one i don't know why i'm coughing <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing, Kevin, but our listeners appreciate that in their ears. Yeah. Uh, apologies. So the Browns are all hurt. 25% <laughs> of like 50% of the starters out for the season sucks. They're playing with house chips and they refuse to stop fighting. 
excuse me, they're, they're, they are playing with house chips. So let's watch them. Let's just be happy, not happy necessarily, but proud of them and be like, just keep refusing to stop fighting I guess and I'll be happy. On paper, you could say, because you're down to your fourth quarterback of the year. Yeah, they, oh, let's say they suck on paper because every time we say they're good on but, paper. But I don't think they're not, they don't act like and they're not viewed as like a team that's like an underdog because they're decimated. I think we have some depth. And so, again, guys, I'm going glass half full. We're trying here. I think we're oh, the safety position scares the hell out of me because right with the with the D line and O line, if we lose one more guy in the O line, we're going to have some serious issues. Juan Thornhill's good, right? Very, but he's been out and hurt. Oh, is he? He's not. I don't know his status. He hasn't played in a week or two. And this thing about with the NFL, no matter how good a team receiver quarterback, if the safety's in the wrong spot, that's a touchdown. Yeah. It's not backyard football. So, and again, I have all the faith in the world in Ronnie Hickman. Um, we just elevated the guy, the practice squad, who's played in the league for a while. Just safety, I'm blanking on his name. I'll know all this shit before our pregame episode on uh, Friday or Saturday. Safety, I'm scared about. Hopefully, Juan gets back. Hopefully, Anthony Bell plays his ass off. Um, our secondary, we have depth there. Again, I'm just thinking ahead of, God forbid, any more injuries happen. The biggest worry I have right now, shout out to our, our backup tackles that have been playing their asses off. Shout out Bill Callahan. Um, also, uh, goes without say, Wyatt and uh, Batonio Pro Bowl seasons again. Oh, I forgot to mention, we also lost our center in the last game. Hopefully he's back. There's no word yet on Postig. Uh, but Nick Harris, I remember, he was supposed to be the next center for us. He's been playing. He not one slip up when he came in to play with Flacco. Um, that's all I got, man. Yeah, no, that's so basically we don't know what the F is going to happen, but hopefully something. And to people that are asking the last two episodes, these last three episodes have been on a Friday. The two previous ones, because we had to do the interviews on Friday mornings because of our guests and with the guests that we had, we'll enter them whatever time they want. And then this week, we had to wait till Friday because we literally didn't know who else was going to be injured and get announced. And we don't want to do an episode Wednesday or Thursday and then, you know, be thinking, oh, maybe these four other guys are out and now they're out. Yeah. And plus, it's our podcast and we do it for free and we'll do it whatever <laughs> the fuck we want. So you calm down if you're uh, upset. But yeah, that's sorry, mom. No, it's all right. Um, I, I let a few go at the beginning of the episode. Hey, before we sign off, and this is more uh, putting this out there is more of a to keep me honest, and uh, so I do it too. It's the holidays. First of all, thank you to all the listeners and people. Um, we've done very well on the Apple charts the last couple of weeks, and it's extremely humbling and rewarding for us, two idiots that are sitting here in my apartment talking about the Browns. Um, holiday season, we talk about mental health in this podcast. Holidays suck for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. You know, people that have lost people this year who have sick family members who have lost a job, whatever it may be. I'm just saying so I can, you know, make sure I'm doing a better job at myself. Check in on your people. Yeah. You don't have to go out and have dinner and make out with them. A text goes a long way. And that's what I wanted to end with. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Hey, thank you. This is Dogs Boy Podcast. We'll be back with the pregame episode, I don't know, Friday or Saturday. These Friday episode drops, we've been pushing that out. Ooh, ooh, if you're still listening, we got shirts coming out. Dogs of War podcast shirts. And they look like World War II, like Jeep font, like Allied. It looks yeah, sweet. Yeah, but, but not like. Because they're made by Zabel Apparel. Yeah. Shout out Zabel Apparel, veteran-owned Cleveland-based clothing company. You can find them at clevelandconfirmed.com. They should be up or, tomorrow. Or scaboapparel.com. No, they're not going to be up there. Long story. Uh, those might, actually. 
God. Those, those might. Anyway, yes, more to come. That'll be in the episode description and Raleigh's Instagram, Angry Browns fans. Until next time, go Browns and good night, Cleveland.